Welcome. This is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 32 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Our episode today is 10 Steps to Prepare Your Company for a Search Warrant. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me today on Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, a podcast focused on the legal and compliance industry. Your company's worst nightmare is becoming more and more frequent. Federal law enforcement officers show up at your business premises with a search warrant in hand. FBI agents enjoy showing up at the crack of dawn, consistent with the more aggressive law enforcement tactics we see these days in white-collar crime cases. European Union officials have long conducted dawn raids of suspect companies. When federal law enforcement agents arrive at your company's doorstep, the last thing, and I mean the last thing you should do, is step aside and wait for them to complete the search warrant. Every step in a government investigation should be seen as an opportunity for in-house counsel to learn about the investigation and the government's case. Who is the government focused on? What conduct is under investigation? What type of evidence is the government looking for during the search? Who is the government interested in interviewing? What does the government already know? The opportunity to talk with the lead agent is a significant source of potential information for you and your company. You can ask questions, and believe me, there's no penalty for doing so. The worst thing that happens when you ask a question is the agent refuses to answer. But every human interaction in this process involves communication and may offer you valuable clues as to the nature of the government's investigation. So to maximize your potential for gathering intelligence about the government's case and minimize possible harm to your company, you should have in place a plan for handling search warrants before the government arrives. Such a plan is not complex, does not require extensive company resources. It is a must that you have as any type of crisis management program and response, just like you have a data data breach Uh, crisis response problem uh, program, you should also have a protocol that it should include how to respond when the government shows up at your doorstep. So I've put together 10 steps that have to be followed and should be followed in connection with the execution of a search warrant at your premises. Step one, activate your crisis management team. As part of the planning process, a crisis management team should be identified with everyone's complete contact information, kind of like a contact tree. You must have notification that goes out as soon as the first person learns of the arrival of any federal agent. Each person in the tree should have a designated backup person, and the call list has to be accurate and kept up to date. It should never be dependent on access to a computer or email because agents, obviously, often sees computers upon entry as potential evidence. The notification and crisis team should include the CEO, in-house counsel, CFO, senior management uh, relating to uh, financial operations, investor relations, corporate communications, disclosure committee, board members, security personnel, key outside counsel, key outside media relations consultants, IT specialists, and key HR uh, personnel as well. Step two, follow your search warrant response plan. 
Key team members should be familiar with the company's search warrant response plan and should include all of the relevant issues that may arise during and after the execution of the search warrant. So the response plan should address the following items. Who's going to receive the search warrant? Who should be notified upon receipt of the search warrant? How are relevant personnel are, uh, how the relevant personnel are to examine and understand the search warrant? How company personnel should deal with federal agents on the premises? The rights of the company and the employees during the process? How the relevant personnel are going to handle any request for a consent to search made by the agents? How the relevant personnel are going to handle privileged documents? how to monitor and document the company's search process conducted by the agents, and what steps should be taken to minimize disruption of the company's regular business, and then how to conduct post-search debriefings. Step three, conduct training on an appropriate response to search warrants. As part of your response plan, you have to conduct regular training of the key employees. There are a variety of scenarios which may arise, and it's important to anticipate each of these potential scenarios and train the key employees how they should respond. Some of the more significant scenarios are described below, in, and I will describe them below, where an agent requests to interview an employee, an agent requests consent to search an area not covered by the search warrant, or an agent demands that the employee let the agent into an unauthorized area. Step four, send a prepared email and or text to employees. In addition to the crisis management team, as soon as law enforcement agents show up, you should send a prepared email or text to employees. The email should notify the employees of the presence of the government agents and instruct them on the companies and their rights during the search and how to protect their rights. In addition, the email should advise employees to avoid disrupting or obstructing the agents and to communicate through designated key members of the team. You should also tell non-essential employees who have not yet arrived at the company to stay home. Step five, identify lead and Leiden agents and obtain contact information. Every search warrant team includes at least two responsible agents who are familiar with the case the warrant, and the scope of the investigation. Before they arrived at your company, the lead agents on the case had a meeting of all the agents who were executing search warrants and briefed everyone on the nature of the investigation, the scope of the search, key individuals who may be present at the company, and the specific conduct that's under investigation and the evidence that they're seeking. It is important to quickly identify the lead agents involved and the other law enforcement agents who are present to assist in the search. Key investigation partners of the lead agency will often also send agents to assist in the search. For example, the IRS, Secret Service, and other federal, state, and local law enforcement officers who've been deputized may also participate in the search, and their presence may offer you clues as to the nature of the evidence, the nature of the investigation, and what they're looking for. Contact, get the contact information so that you can have uh, facilitate future communications and ne- negotiations over return of any property, asset forfeiture, or other practical issues. Step six, obtain a copy of the search warrant. Your company is entitled to receive a copy of the search warrant under Federal Rule of Criminal Procedure 41F1C. Make sure you receive a copy before the search starts. It should be the first step you take. 
Once you obtain a copy of the search warrant, carefully examine the warrant to make sure at a minimum it describes the proper address and describes the location of the property, is signed by a judge or magistrate, and adequately describes the items that can be lawfully searched and seized pursuant to the warrant. Step 7. Discuss the mechanics of the search with lead agents. As soon as possible, you should seek to establish a good working relationship with the lead agents so that you can discuss and resolve issues as they arise. Be firm, but reasonable. Do not let the agents just rush off and search without establishing some ground rules for the search. You need to stress the need to to minimize the disruption to the business. Assign specific employees to deal with specific agents in particular places to be searched. This will help facilitate the search going quickly and smoothly and help to preserve your company's rights during the search. Step 8. Advise agents of the procedure to conduct employee interviews. And this is a big uh, and important issue. Ideally, before the search starts, you should advise agents that each employee is represented by company lawyers and that no employee is to be interviewed without counsel present. Have a form acknowledging this right to counsel, prepare for the situation, advise the agent as such, and ask the agent to sign it. They are really unlikely to do so, but there's no harm in asking. However, you should document your request and the agent's failure to sign it. Employees should be aware in advance of their rights with respect to law enforcement interviews. This is a really careful issue which has to be uh, handled in a balanced way because you don't want to get... Uh, accused of sort of uh, instructing employees not to answer questions. But you should cover this in pre-warrant training and repeat the advice in your prepared email to all employees, notifying them of the agent's presence at the company. You should inform employees that if an agent asks to interview them, they are not required to speak to the agent. Of course, they are free to do so if they choose. The notice should include the company's offer to provide the employee with in-house counsel representing the interests of the company, or even, in occasional cases, separate outside counsel if there's a conflict that exists. Employees should be advised that counsel, whether in-house or external, retained by the company, represents the interests of the company. In-house and outside counsel should both be present and available in the same location, in the event that an employee uh, requests representation during an interview. Step nine, monitor the search, document the execution of the search, and assert all of the company's rights and preserve all lawful objections during the search. It's important to carefully document the actual execution of the search warrant. There are three issues you need to closely monitor. The physical and substantive scope, privileged and trade secret information, and employee interviews, which we've already discussed. The physical scope of the search has to be clearly described in the search warrant. If the description does not include a given area which is a part of the company premises, a garage, a detached building, other buildings or offices, do not let the search team search that area and do not consent to any search of any unspecified area not appearing in the warrant. If the agent doesn't comply with your instruction, make sure you object and document your objection and the agent's response. The substantive scope of the search lists the specific type of items which may be seized. Documents, papers, computers. 
The areas that agents are authorized to search are only those where the specified items may reasonably be located. For example, federal agents cannot search above ceiling boards to look for computers in the in the, underneath the or in, on top of the ceiling board, or even documents since those items would not reasonably be located in those areas. If the agents search areas that you believe are outside the authorized scope, you should object and then document again your objection. You also need to make sure that you and other team members identify any and all documents or information which may be privileged or may contain trade secrets. If possible, you should work with the lead agent to establish a procedure to identify such documents or information. If the agent agrees to work with you on this issue, you should liberally designate documents and information. If the agent refuses to allow you to identify such documents or information, then note your objection and document as carefully as possible which documents you believe may be legally privileged or contain trade secrets. Step 10. Conduct post-search debriefings. At the end of the search, agents are required to provide an inventory of the specific items which they seized. Do not sign any document presented to you by the agents concerning the inventory list or any other aspect of the search. It is important that you preserve all of the company's rights to object to and challenge any aspect of the conduct of the search. Once the search is completed, all employees who are present should be debriefed about the search. The agent's conduct, statements made by the agent and other employees, and documents and information seized. This debriefing will likely contain important information for you that may prove critical if the company chooses to challenge any aspect of the search warrant and the items which were seized. Well, that's it. Those are the top 10 steps you need to take. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkoff Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. At ethical companies, employees believe in the company, they feel vested, and are more productive. As a result, misconduct rates are much lower and financial performance is higher. We can help you achieve these benefits through an effective ethics and compliance program. You can learn more about our commitment to effective ethics and compliance programs at our website, www.folkhofflaw.com, our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our new podcast series. You can contact me at my email address, mvolkoff at folkhofflaw.com. Let us know how we can help you achieve your goals.